Hey y'all, welcome to the 11th Hour God Podcast, where we share testimony of how God is working in people's lives. We call this podcast the 11th Hour God, not because he shows up in the 11th hour, it's because we tend to see him in our 11th hour when we've finally given it all to him and are at our breaking point. I'm Jake. And I'm Kenny. Thank you for joining us today. Hey everybody, welcome back. Um, today we have a special guest with us. Yeah, we um, have Lindy here and we met through Facebook. Um, hi Lindy. Hi. <laughs> Can you explain to us how it came about where you found my post? Because I know earlier you said it was just kind of a God thing. So we can start with that. Right. So at church, um, I was still kind of in the midst of things when I shared it. Um, and then recently in Bible study, like Bible a small study. group Bible study, right. I shared more of it. Um, and, you know, of course, I'm down um, on the journey a little bit further. So, yeah. And then you decided that, like, you have to get this out there somehow because it, it is a really strong testimony, as people will see as they listen to it. Um, and then out of nowhere, <laughs> we just randomly started a podcast with right. testimonies and you came across it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It was timing yeah. and it was God mm-hmm. and... Um, I'm so happy and excited to share his glory with everyone. Same. Um, We're so honored that you are sharing with us. And in your testimony, we met for coffee earlier this week just to kind of get to know each other. And we were so excited because your testimony and just sharing is exactly what our in, we envision for the podcast. Yep. And like just getting that testimony out of a living room and out of a small group to broadcast it and just... Because there's such a bigger audience that can connect and it may help somebody who's going through the same thing or went through the same thing, right. you know, and so that's our hope. So we're stoked to be able to, yeah. to bring this to life with right. you. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel. I mean, he gives us hope. Um, sometimes it takes us longer to find it than others. Yeah. Um, and if I can give somebody hope or, um, you know, just a word or a, a sentence in my testimony that reaches someone or touches someone or reminds them of something they're going through, then Mm -hmm. that's the hope, you know? Um, Absolutely. So why don't um, you kind of just tell us where you're from, um, how you kind of grew up and where you met the Lord in your life. And we'll just start with that. So I am from here. I am from New Braunfels, Texas. Which we born and see, raised. Yeah, we don't see much of that at all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I love Texas. Same. Um, I probably will never, ever live anywhere else. I love to travel, though. I love to visit other places, but this is just home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's how we feel, way. too. Yeah. <laughs> so did y'all grow up in the church? So with my mother... Um, yes. So she passed away when I was six. So up until that time, um, she probably was like the teacher at like every nursery or Bible study. <laughs> um, cause she was like PTA mom, sewed all our clothes, like, you know, volunteered countless things and places. Um, so we were probably in church, like probably a few days a week with her. Okay. Um, after she passed away when I was six, she had a, a good friend that went to church, um, with us who continued to take me or pick me up um, for several early years. I mean, I think I was maybe like close to middle school age when that stopped. What kind of a church was it? Uh, Baptist. Baptist church. Okay. Yes, it was First Baptist and then also Oakwood Baptist here in town. Okay. And so, but my dad never went to church, not with my mom, not with us. Um, he was raised Mormon. Okay. And I'm not sure, he, my dad was a quiet guy. He didn't share a whole lot of his feelings or, you know, life stories with me. Um, but I'm not sure why. I, I don't think he was against the Lord, but he just never went to church or talked about it. I never saw him pray or hmm. um, talk about things like that, but he was a great man, like yeah. somebody you want to be like. Um, and he reminded me of someone that would follow the Lord, even though, like I said, he really didn't go um, to church. He's recently passed away a couple of years ago. And I remember even like four years ago when I got baptized, he didn't come. Um, hmm. He just didn't come to a lot of events or things. So, you know, it wasn't like a big thing, but I did want him there. That was yeah. one of my, my most favorite days, my most favorite memories. Yeah, it's an important so, day. Mm-hmm. And he only passed away a few years ago. Um, like October of 2020. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it hasn't been very long. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've... Every day it gets a little bit easier um, just 
you know, everything happens and, you know, you have to move on and grow and and learn how to deal with the grief. Um, And I did take a grief class um, recently at church after my dad passed away and it helped tremendously. Um, It was called Grief Share. And um, I think that's probably at the time that I really, really knew that I couldn't do anything in life without the Lord. Um, yeah. Because that was hard, um, losing him. And suddenly, after a surgery, he um, passed away suddenly, um, not even a week after a surgery. So, pretty sure it was like a PE, like a pulmonary embolism, oh, like a wow. blood clot. Yeah. Gosh. So, it was just... So, unexpected, did, mm-hmm. just kind of... Yeah. Quick. But like I said, grief share, um, it really helped a lot. And, uh, you know, if you didn't love somebody so big or so much, you wouldn't miss them so much. So then you just feel really blessed that you had them. You had them. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough having to deal with grief in, in any kind of aspect like that. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about when you found the Lord. I have a dear friend who invited me and my kids to a game night at church, at the church that I go to now, Faith Alive. And um, then after that, I just continued to go with her to church. She's a big believer and one of the sweetest people I know. She's just like a dear friend. And so she, like I said, started inviting me to go with her. And we would go Sunday mornings together. And shortly after that, after going to church for maybe like a year, maybe not even two, um, I got baptized and... um, it was actually like August of 2019. It popped up in my memories the other day. Oh, that's so awesome. So what were things like leading up to that? Was it kind of just like a slow process of finding Jesus? Was there any aha moments? Um, I think it was a slow process. It was kind of a little here and there and then some aha moments. Um, once I got more plugged in and the more I went and the more I stayed in the ward, um, the more I started to realize, like, this is good stuff. Yeah, like, it is good my stuff. My life yeah. is better. <laughs> yeah. You I have that feel better. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And not like I was joyful, joyful, happy, happy every day, but I was learning how even on bad days, there's so much to be joyful for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just not to stay negative or in the uh, whiny, whiny, like, oh, poor me kind of stuff. Like, there's so much to be thankful for and yeah. so much to rejoice and praise him for. Yeah. Um, and if things are going wrong, like maybe you just haven't asked him for what you're needing yet, or maybe um, you just need to be still. Yeah. Like sometimes, like I had to learn that. Like it still can be hard for me, but just being still and just knowing that he's going to meet you where you're at and get you through it yeah. um, by just trusting in him. Yeah. Yeah. Those can be some of the toughest seasons when you're waiting to hear from him or waiting for that breakthrough, but you know, he's there, you know, he's working. Yes. Okay. So what happened after you got baptized? Uh, I continued to go to church um, and just kind of stay plugged in here and there. And then, I mean, I think I had some breaks here and there, but definitely always felt like the yearning of like, I need to go get back to church. I need mm-hmm. to be in church. Do you feel like having the Lord in your life, because since you're saved now, do you feel like it was, that the Lord helped you kind of get through all that? Definitely. Yeah. I don't know how I would have handled that or yeah. reacted or uh, how that storm would have went without him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we say that all the time. Yeah. Like when somebody goes through something tough, like losing somebody and they don't have the Lord or they don't have that faith, I always say, like, I don't know how they get through it. I don't right. know how they handle yeah. even just day-to-day life. Yes, mm-hmm. me neither. I don't I don't remember um, what that's like anymore because yeah. I know what this is like. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I do, I feel that for people too. I'm like, if you're not there yet or, or you haven't um, given your life to Jesus um, or asked him to come into your heart yet, like... I don't know how some of the how you survive some of these days, yeah. you know. And then it just becomes second nature, right? When you right. go through good, bad, whatever, right. you, your instinct is to pray. To your pray. instinct is to praise or whatever it is. And yes. I think that's you know we talk about that in our small group all the time that 
we're just in that moment now where it's it's like breathing. We yes. don't even think about it. Don't even think about it. You're just automatically into prayer. You're automatically into these mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. that just draw you to him. Yeah. But it's also something that's just ingrained in us because we've discussed that too, that like even non-believers when they just have nothing else and they've hit that rock bottom and they just don't know where they don't know where else to turn. They turn to prayer mm-hmm. most of the time. Yeah. Even if they're like, I don't know who I'm praying to. I like, know. Or the universe. The right. universe is, and it's like, they know something is it's there. Exactly. And sometimes too, when you're first starting out, it's kind of a little foreign to you and you don't know how to pray. Yeah. Or you're kind of embarrassed to pray out loud in front oh, yeah. of people, which God is telling you, no, let yeah. go of all of it's that. It's just a conversation. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But also like, um, I just paid attention like to like what my pastor was saying like hey if you don't know what to pray for or what to say like just say thank you Jesus mm-hmm. like thank you Jesus yeah thank you Jesus over and over he knows you're praying to him he knows what's on your heart you know you don't have to pray in a certain way mm-hmm. or a certain uh tone or mm-hmm. um the right words the right or, words yep. yeah you don't have to like he's going to answer your prayer you just have to go to him yeah. and and trust in him. Yep. He already knows what your heart is already trying to say or your your mind is trying oh, yeah. to say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When I get really really um scared or when I'm really really lost to like I just praise, I just put the worship music on and um I don't usually like pray in tongue in front of people, but when I am like going through something just incredibly hard and I don't have all the words and maybe I'm crying a bunch, like I'll just give it to him and mm-hmm. he understands. Oh yeah. We speak to each other. Yep. He listens. I just pour my heart out to him and um, That's what he wants. I just wait for the answer. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, okay, so you were baptized about a year later, your father passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and you told Jake and I that you were seeing someone at that time and then y'all got married? We got married in May of 2021. So we met in July of 2017. Oh, okay. So it was so like a month well before back. our birthdays. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, it took us like a few months to figure out like how we're moving in together and how we're meshing our lives yeah. together and things like that. Blending those two families right. together. Yep. I have four children and he has three. Oh, wow. Okay. And so um, after you guys got married, take us to what happened after okay. that. Yes. So right at a year after we got married, um, we had just celebrated our one year uh, wedding anniversary trip. We went to Vegas. Nice. Um we had just gotten back. It was the night that we got back from our trip. We were uh, just laying in bed, about to go to bed. And I turned over and I got like a sharp pain. And something in me just was like, that's not right. Didn't just like pinch myself or like get a numbness from laying the wrong way for too long or something. It was like yeah. a sharp, instant, ooh, pain that I've never felt before. So something just in me said, I need to just fill around and check. Um, you're and, a nurse. Yes, <laughs> I, I am. Say, that too. Nurse's intuition kind of <laughs> right, well, right. That's yeah. not a normal. Yeah. Um, and so right away, I felt a lump. Like, how could I ever have missed that? And mm. where has it been? This like, yeah. when, when did it come? And all the questions are going through right. your head, and it's just fear. Yeah. Uh, just crazy amount of whoa fear. Yeah. Um, because even if it's not something that is. Uh, scary. You don't know until you it's know. The unknown. Yeah, yeah, the unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, and my husband was right beside me, so I couldn't hide it from him because, you know, I thought about it later on. I'm like, I would have probably found it and been like, okay, let me go get it checked out. Yeah. Let me make sure that everything is this nothing. or that. Yeah. yeah. But he was right there with me. So, you know, made an appointment like the next day because I think that was like a Sunday evening. Um, made an appointment the next day, went um, to my doctor's office and they felt around, of course, they were concerned, sent me to get a mammogram um, and an ultrasound. And I wasn't new to that uh, because my mom had passed away um, so young of breast cancer. She was 32 when she passed away. Oh, she had breast cancer. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. Um, But I had had like the BRCA testing and um genetic testing and stuff I was negative for it 
Um, so this was not, you know, something that I was really expecting right. or, or, or completely have, fearful yeah. of. Yeah. But I mean, I knew always from like a young age that I needed to get checked and I needed right. to stay on top of it. Um, so like I said, I wasn't new to getting mammograms and I had actually had an ultrasound once or twice. Cause you know, they always like dense tissue. Like now you need to come. So, yeah. Something concerning something to look concerning. at. Yeah. 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 And everything had always checked out and been fine and well and good. Um, so part of me was like, okay, this is just going to kind of be like that again. But I knew better because like I said, even from that first like sharp pain, I was like, I've never had a pain like that before. Yeah. Um, so went and got the mammogram and the ultrasound that same day. Um, and yeah, they were concerned, um, right away before I left, they were like, we're going to need to schedule you to have a biopsy. Um, so got that pretty quickly, scheduled that pretty quickly. And I was alone when I got the phone call. Um, and I guess, you know, you see movies or you hear from other people, like you expect it to go a totally different way. Um, I remember, I think I was making chicken spaghetti in the kitchen <laughs> um, and I got the phone call. Uh, my husband was still at work um, and uh, it was like the radiologist from the place that I had gone to get the testing done um, saying that, you know, it had been confirmed with the biopsy that I did have cancer um, and then just started spitting out a whole bunch of big, long words oh, and gosh, different things. Oh, yeah, the terminology. And I'm trying to write it down, but I don't have a pin yet. I'm like, hold on, let me get a pin. And she's like, oh, don't worry. You can come by another day and get the report. But I'm like, no, because now you've told me I have cancer. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I need to go to Dr. Google right yeah. now. Oh, and yeah. like I research. answers. I need answers now. <laughs> so real quick, how many days or weeks was it between like the testing and kind of like something maybe going on till you got that call? Right. Um, I don't remember the exact time. Um, oh, but it was, uh, during a holiday cause it was Memorial day was coming up. So they're like, it's going to be like an extra day oh, yeah. because of the holiday. And I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sure. <laughs> Nothing like, Hey, something might be going on, but wait. Yeah. I would say at least five to seven days. Okay. That I had to so wait about a for those biopsy results. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you got the news it was cancer. Yes. So what is going through your head? Um, a lot of like scary, scary. This is scary. I've, you know, of course, like we said, I'm a nurse. Um, but I'm a nurse at a nursing home. So a lot of times when we do deal with cancer, it's like elderly people. End of life. End of life. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, my mother passing away at such a young age. When you have somebody so close to you pass away from something now that you have. Yeah. um, You know, the devil just gets right in there real quick. Yep. He's going to use any of those schemes he can, any kind of dots he can connect to, right. to trick you and, and make it feel more chaotic than... Yes. Yeah. Right. Because, um, I, I mean, I even had silly thoughts like, did I manifest this? Did I worry about this off and on for so many years that, of course, I was going to get cancer? Like, oh, that's the enemy. so many lies sure. yeah. going all oh, over yeah. the place in yeah. my head. Um, did I do something so terrible that I deserve this? No. no, never. Yeah, I think that's never. a God big, doesn't do that. No, yeah, that's exactly. a big lie For that sure. the enemy no. uses in anybody's circumstances is like, you deserve this no. or you yeah. did something or you didn't do something and th- this is your punishment. Right, no. exactly. In those moments, you know, like when you're so overwhelmed and you have so much fear, he can get in and, and make you believe it for a oh, moment. Yeah. Um, because on a normal day, I'm like, I am such a lucky person. Mm-hmm. But now that I know that it's not luck, mm-hmm. I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. My yeah. father blesses me. Yeah. He yep. loves me. And he takes such great care of me. And, you know, little weird things that might happen to other people. Like, I've never had a flat tire, but like one time, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and it was right down the street from where I was going. I was able to like, do, 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 and you're there. good. Yeah. And I had just like a very nice, person helped me and boom, fixed. Good. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I read something actually, I think today that said, we forget what a blessing it is to come home every day. Yeah. Oh. I didn't think about that, that even just coming home mm-hmm. is a huge blessing every day or getting to wake up every morning or whatever it is, is like those right? little moments in the day we, we take for granted. Exactly. That brings me back. Cause I listened to, uh, Brandy and, 
kinda. Kinda. Yeah. yeah. Um, their story and about how like Jesse didn't get to come home. Yeah. Um yep. so I mean we can all every day that I wake up, I just am like praying to God, like, thank you, God, mm-hmm. I woke up today. Yeah. And you that's know? how we should be. Like we should all start our mornings off with gratitude that we woke up. You're right. You know. But it's yeah. sometimes like the things that we have going on just consumes everything yes. and we forget to be grateful for the little things, yes. which we're... isn't even a little thing to be honest. It's yeah. a huge thing. Yeah, yeah. It, is. <laughs> it is. We it, just expect life, it though. <laughs> life is a huge thing. Yeah. So take us back. So you got the call. You were home. You were home alone. Mm-hmm. So what happened after that? Oh, I just cried. And I tried to write down all the things that she told me, of course, even though she told me, no, I I didn't need to. So um, just cried a lot. And uh, I did call my husband. Um, I think I got angry that he wasn't there. Angry at him. Out of his control, but (laughs) still, you have to to be with somebody. Like he couldn't be with me 24-7 for a week until I got that call. But um, it was just a shock to my system. So I think I was feeling a lot of things. Yeah, um, I bet. Yeah. You know, all at once. (laughs) But yeah, probably the scariest news I've ever received in my life. Yeah. And uh, now looking back, um, all the worry and all the fear and all of that, I didn't really need to focus on it or spend so much time on it. Mm-hmm. Because now I know like when scary things like that happen, like I just need to give it to him. Mm-hmm. He's going to do better things with it than I ever can. Yeah. yeah. Well, worrying gets you nowhere. And we've talked about that so many times before where we spend so much of our life worrying about things that never even happen. Right. Yeah. Well, in somebody, a pastor I heard once said that nowhere in the Bible does God ever ask us to worry or to be in in any of that chaos. And I think that's just our human nature is to go there. The the enemy knows it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So after you got the news... um, so lead us up to the following days after that. What happened? Um, so there was just a lot of appointments. Um, I had my PCP office, of course, who had sent me for the testing. But now they got me in touch with a breast specialist here in town, um, Dr. Thompson. So I went to meet with her to get more information, like gathering of information, like what kind of cancer is this? What stage? Um you know, all of those things. Um, so obviously I'm assuming breast cancer mm-hmm. and stage. Um, so the gathering of information, um, that took a little bit longer. So she made me do some more genetic testing. She also had them pull my biopsy sample and do some more testing. Um, so she wanted to get more information. Okay. Um, and then... Um, at first, like first couple visits, um, I was told I was a stage 1B. Okay. Um, I don't know what the difference between 1A or 1B is. <laughs> um, it's just like you're kind of right there, close to two, I guess. Um, yeah. There were a lot of things that I was okay with not knowing because there was just so much information. Yeah. And um, I trusted my doctors to tell me all the important stuff. Yeah. Um, but I do like to know information. Um, so... If if it was on my heart, like I needed to know that, like I asked, okay. but I don't think me knowing exactly what one B was versus one A, yeah. right? Two was at that, that point going to help did, me. Yeah, it didn't matter, right? Like <laughs> right. you knew what you had, and yeah. So, did you have a treatment plan at this point, or were you still just gathering what it was and and where you were at? So it was pretty much I was going to need to um, think about some things and um, decide if I wanted to have a lumpectomy where they would just remove the lump out of the breast or if I wanted to be more aggressive and have Mm -hmm. a mastectomy or even a double mastectomy. Um, So um, that's one thing that I love now um, that we've gotten this far for women because like when my mother was going through this back in the eighties, you didn't really get those choices Mm -hmm. Um, and it could have saved her life. Mm -hmm. Um, She got it in one breast and I think originally had a lumpectomy, then a mastectomy, then she got it in the next breast, and oh it was gosh. just too aggressive. Um, it was always more reactive than proactive right. in trying yeah. to. Yeah. Um, I, I found out recently from her sister that when she first went to get the lump checked in Houston, so this is before me even, um, the doctor told her, you're drinking too much caffeine, you need to cut back on your caffeine. 
So that's what she originally did there. And then when she moved wow. to New Braunfels, she got a new doctor in San Antonio, and that's when they told her it was cancer. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And I hear stories all the time now. I'm in a breast cancer support group. I hear stories all the time about how people got misdiagnosed or mm-hmm. it was missed or they were dismissed. Gosh. And so I am just like pleading to any woman that listens that if you have a feeling or if you find a lump or if you have a discharge or if you just get that intuition that we can sometimes have or like a red flag just telling you like that gut feeling like don't ignore it yeah and if that doctor doesn't tell you that he's going to do testing go to a different doctor yeah. yeah yeah and i think god gives us that sometimes he he speaks to us in like hey something's not right right because we truly believe that medicine and healing comes in that form from from god as oh, well for like, sure you know, it's not always miracles, but sometimes it's actual medicine and stuff that he has provided. Yes, right. That help keep us alive right. and, and well. Mm-hmm. I believe that too, yeah. for sure. So did your doctors say we that they recommended you go a certain route? No, no, okay. she wasn't recommending anything. She just told me I had some time to think on okay. it. So it wasn't, nobody was really pushing anything on me. They said I wouldn't have to have chemo, which I was so relieved about. So relieved. That was like one of the things that I worried so much about. I'm like, just because, you know, I was just scared of it. You knew what that did too. Yeah. And I didn't want to lose my hair. I know that's so vain, but um, that was one of my major things like going into it. I'm like, ah, what would I look like? Ball? Like I can't (laughs) do this. Like, you know, Yeah. um, absolutely. And I didn't know all the things that were out there um, until we got more down the line, like as far as like plastic surgery and stuff. So I'm like, I'm not going to have any breasts. I'm not going to have any hair. Like, how am I going to be a woman? Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, recently getting married, um, one of the things the devil tells you is like, your husband's going to leave you. You know, he, this is scary. This is the unknown. You could mm-hmm. die. Like, he's not going to want to be a part of this. You've just been married a year. Yeah, he didn't sign up for that. Yeah, yeah. Why would he want that bag, you know, quote unquote baggage? Right. Or, and or... you're not going to be beautiful. You're going to be bald. Yep. You're going to be breathless. Oh you're going to be broken. Like, he's not going to want you. All worldly things, right? Right. Like, that the world the tells us is important, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, like I said, they told me in that beginning, like, you know, no chemo would be necessary. Um, but thank the Lord that I had a great doctor who also, I mean, she's Christian. I know it. She told me, um, she didn't take just what she saw, um, for the first answer and go with it. Like she sits on a breast cancer panel at the hospital and they reviewed my images. And one of the radiologists was like, Hmm, I see something there like that. We may have missed at the first one, you know, like. Mm. I want her to come back in um, and do some more testing. So ended up, um, I had to have an ultrasound of um, my lymph nodes. Um, And sure enough, there was some involvement. I had to have a biopsy in that area as well. And I did have two tumors. Wow. So this was a new plan. And this is when I learned um, that you can't control anything when it comes to cancer. Yep. Yeah, or and, so much more in life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. But cancer was where I really learned that yeah. I have no control. Yeah, because I, I do try to control things here and there. You know, like mm-hmm. I like that. Oh yeah. So yeah. Um, but so we were wrong, and I did have the two tumors and my lymph nodes, and so that meant a new plan. That meant more gathering of information and more waiting, and um, now that meant chemo. Oh. And I was angry about that because I was told no chemo. Yeah. I was told no yeah. chemo. I'm not doing chemo. I'm not. I, I was told no. Like, no, this is not my plan. This is this is wrong. Yeah. I, I was there for uh, probably a good week or two at least. Um, and it did no good because I was going to have to have chemo if I wanted to fight this cancer. Yeah. That's, so. that's tough. It's tough to go through such, and you know, such an aggressive form of treatment. Mm-hmm. There, there's nothing glamorous about chemo. No, um, both my grandmothers had breast cancer of different forms, and same thing. Like they went through, and I saw how hard it was on their bodies, and how tough it is, and it's not easy for anybody. Right. I, I, I saw as well, like just in nursing, because I, I worked at one hospital where the med surge floor that I worked on was next to oncology, so I saw a little bit of it firsthand. Um, 
but then also like <laughs> I had this idea in my head and this was the devil taking me down this road too like you know like the lifetime movies or any movie for dramatic effect like chemo is horrible and bad and just talked about you know so badly yeah. and everybody yeah. dies <laughs> everybody oh, yeah. dies yeah you know because mm-hmm. that's yep. the greatest ending like make us all cry yeah. like right so i'm like okay i'm gonna die i'm having chemo and i'm gonna look like this and i'm gonna do this and then i always felt guilty and like so just like you're so vain like i'm so worried about losing my hair like it it, it was like one of the main reasons I didn't want to have chemo. Um, I didn't want to be sick and I didn't want to go through that either, but I loved my hair. It was long. And as I got older, it was like wavy. So I could wear it wavy if I just let it air dry or I could straighten it, you know, like I had all these things. So, um, but now I know like God's going to give me back something so much better. So you found out you had to have chemo. Did you start that right away or was there some waiting time? No, so this is where a big part of um, my trusting in God and my testimony is going to come into play because I had to wait quite a little while um, because um, I didn't have insurance. And I mean, I figured chemo was expensive. How expensive did I think it would be? Like, I probably would have guessed like, oh, maybe like, 8,000, 10,000, 12,000. I don't, I don't know where my head was really at. I knew it was going to be more than I had, but, um, I figured out, uh, it was a lot more than I thought it was going to be. Now I met with my oncologist. Um, my oncologist came up with more of the, um, plan on how we were going to fight the cancer. Now Mm -hmm. she took over, um, that part. And so, um, I needed to have chemo. I needed to have four rounds of a more aggressive combination of chemo. I had to have doxorubicin and AC, which they also nicknamed the Red Devil. It's a red chemo. Oh. Um, I said early on, I am not calling it the Red Devil. I am going to call it the Red Angel because it's going to save my life. Yeah, exactly. We're not not using those terms around us. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, so I had a four rounds of that combination and, um, I also had to have an injection, um, after those f- four, uh, first, uh, four rounds. Um, so those four, uh, chemos plus that injection, I got quoted from my, from my oncology office and then I got quoted from the hospital. Okay. Um, they sent my information to the hospital cause they knew that they'd be able to give me, um, more help and get me into more programs. So I ended up getting the quote from my oncology office and the quote from the hospital. So my oncology's quote for the first four rounds of chemo and that injection that I needed afterwards for those four, uh, rounds, $206,000. Oh my gosh. Whoa. And then the hospital's quote was $157,000. Oh my gosh. So over $360,000 total. Well, 157 was cheaper than the 206. Yeah, same. It was the same. Oh, I see what you're plan. saying. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. okay, okay, okay. One is through oncology, one is through the hospital. Okay, right. Okay. So you would Still go with the cheaper yeah. plan. Okay, plan. right. And yeah. they were going to be able to like offer me some programs or some help, possibly. Okay. Um, it wasn't for sure, right. but I was going to sign up for some things and they would probably be able to get that number down or, you know, give me better payment plans versus the oncology office that doesn't do it as often or doesn't deal with as much. And so this quote was only for your chemo rounds, not all of the testing and all of the medical and everything else that is going on with it's you at this point. It's simply right. your chemo treatment. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And um, my reaction... Um, for a lot of this, when I uh, hear these astronomical numbers, is just to laugh. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know what else to do. This is funny. <laughs> like, yeah. what are these numbers? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's going to take me so many years like, to pay for that. Who can even afford that? <laughs> not even the doctors. Right. It's not even a realistic number yeah. for anybody. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, you know, and it just so happened for the first time in my nursing career, I had been a nurse for 15 years. I had stopped working a full time job and I had gone to work for a staffing agency. And that's why I was without insurance. But I had recently gone back to my full-time job um, that I was just working as needed at as well because we were buying a home. We were in that process. So I needed to have like that established Mm -hmm. um, employment, you know, because I had worked there for seven years. And um, so I went back full-time so I could have that work history and I could have that, you know, steady paycheck. 
um, and all of that. And so right before this, I thought I had signed up for insurance. I had missed like the deadline, yada, yada. It's a big, long story with like HR and me and miscommunication. And, um, but really I had signed up for this indemnity plan. Hmm. So it was kind of a shock in the beginning that I'm like, what? I don't have insurance. Like, what am I, how am I going to pay for any of this? Yeah. (laughs) So, um, of course, indemnity plans only cover like preventative and like well checks and mm-hmm. uh, like Very yearlies and yeah. So not going to cover any of my cancer. Um, so that was a waiting period from when I found out those quotes and those numbers to me applying for all of these programs. And a lot of them right away, I got told no because we made too much money. They were income based. And me alone, even without being married, I made too much money to be in these programs. Um but I mean, luckily I fill out a lot of, uh, paperwork at work and I had worked in like group homes and foster care for kids and adults with intellectual disabilities. And I had to do all of their paperwork. I'm okay. fast at it. Like I'm done, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so luckily, it wasn't a problem for you. Right. I was filling out every application like I got a hold of or knew of, or mm-hmm. somebody told me about, um, I was going to try to get help from wherever I could. Yeah. Um, because I was really really scared at this point I thought because I can't afford chemo um and because I'm never going to be able to pay for this like now I'm really going to die yeah and shortly after that that's when I just was like no like devil you are a liar Mm -hmm. you tell so many lies they might be good lies but I've got your number Mm -hmm. and I'm not falling for it yeah. I know God's going to save me. I'm going to trust him with this and I'm going to turn it over to him. I'm going to say whatever prayer each day that I have to, but I know he's going to answer it even without that, that um, please, Lord, help me pay yeah. for this. Like how, how are we going to pay for this? Like, you know, um, but I mean, right away too, I was like, I rebuke you mm-hmm. devil. Like I am just going to pray in agreement that I am saved already. Yeah. Like I'm, my life is saved Um, I can already see the victorious end Mm -hmm. and, uh, this financial stuff is definitely not going to be the death of me. Oh yeah. Um, It's just a little roadblock. Right. Right. (laughs) But Um, still a very daunting one. It was. Prices are. It was. And you know, um, my husband was like, you know, oh wow. Like he was shocked beyond shocked too. He's like, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? Like, we're going to do this though. Like we're going to figure this out. Um, he's like, I need to book a lot of jobs, babe. <laughs> oh, <God>. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, we do. <laughs> um, but so there was some time that went on. Um, oh, I want to say it was probably. A, so like I said, I found the lump in May. By June, mid-June, late June, had all the gathering information, what we need to do. I think I spent most of July trying to fill out all these applications and figure out how we're paying for this. Because um, I didn't get to start chemo until August. Gosh. So, but finally, after waiting, um, my oncologist, Dr. Stewart, got um, irritated at waiting. So she was like, who do we got to get on the phone? Like she had the uh, financial person at the oncology office like, hey, get them on the phone. Like we we need an answer from them. Like how are we paying for this? She needs to start chemo like yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, And so put a little um, fire under them and the person from the um, program called, I think it was like a Friday though, and um, said, you know, I'm out in the field, but I've got it. She's turned in everything. We've approved it. Um, you should have some information by early next week. Okay. Um, I'm sending it right back, um, blah, 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 even after hours. I'm going to work on it. So yes, early the next week, um, I get the call from the um, hospital. Um, and it's like the registration people, you know, they tell you all the hard stuff like how much things are going to cost yeah Yeah. I try to be graceful and and not be angry or upset or anything but I did cry um, when he called me (laughs) and uh, I said I am a nurse I take care of people no matter what I don't know anything about money I don't know any that side of it. it has nothing to do with how I care for people and I've been a nurse for 15 years and now you're telling me when it's my turn to be cared for this costs so much money that I can't afford it. Um, he was very sweet and very compassionate. 
And he was like, I, I understand. I got you. Like, we're going to see what else can be done. You know, I'm going to talk. Um, we have a meeting in the morning. Um, oh, well, I forgot to tell you this part of it, though. The new number, because I got a new quote after getting um, told that I qualified to be in this program. The new number was $166,000. Oh, gosh. But that was for all 16 rounds of the chemo that I needed. Because after I finished the first um, combination of those four and the injection, then I needed to start the next one, which was called Taxol. Um, And I had to have 12 rounds of that. So in total, I had to have 16 rounds of chemo. So now he was giving me a new quote for all of them. And it was going to be $166,000. So remind us, what was that lower quote for the four and the shot? Um, On the... Oncology office, it was two hundred and six thousand, mm-hmm. um, and then at Christa Santa Rosa, it was one hundred and fifty-seven thousand dollars. Okay, so now you, the amount got lowered to basically the same amount, but it's going to cover sixteen instead of four. Right, but it's still a completely unrealistic amount. It's a house. Yeah, it's, well, I was it's, say. not it's anymore. Not not yeah. around here. It's but it's a condo. Yeah, <laughs> it's an R- RV. So, but I also felt a tiny bit of relief that we're getting a little smaller. And yeah. this is all of them. Yeah. Um, because like, yeah, like what can we sell? Like what, what do we, what do we have that might come up with? Like maybe they're going to take 10% and then we'll do a payment plan. Right. And maybe I need to get a second job once I heal and I feel better. Or who knows? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but again, like I just hit the floor, kneeled and prayed that night. Um, and I sent a message to our pastors, our husband and wife, and then my husband were in a group chat and I just told them, you know, what I was waiting for, the answer I was waiting for and that I knew God had already answered it. Mm -hmm. Um, and that they would pray in agreement with me, um, that I was going to be saved and that the bill was going to be lowered and I was going to be able to afford it and I was going to be able to start chemo. Yeah. Um, and so that next day after the registration guide, um, spoke with like the CEO of the hospital that had to approve the number. Um, he called me, um, like he said he would, I was very, very excited to get that <laughs> phone call. Cause I wanted to know, you know, I knew he was going to say yes and approve that amount. Um, but I didn't know what was coming next. And so he did approve, um, for me to start and for me to get the reduced amount. But he said, we're a Christian hospital, we're a nonprofit, and we can do better for her. And the, the amount that was approved was 160 something thousand. That was approved, but yeah. then he was just saying that we can we do can better. We can do better. Yeah. And um, so the new amount for all of it was $15,000. Dang. Wow. What? Fifteen one five. One five. And that was wow. a number that we were getting closer, like, okay. That's like, doable. Yeah, like we can figure this out. Yeah, that's so doable. I mean, we have a little bit in savings, Dang. like we can move some things around. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we can figure this out. Wow. That's amazing. Just in that little piece of your testimony to see God like totally take something that seems so like a mountain, right? Mountain. How am I going to climb this mountain? How am I yeah. going to get out of this valley? And then to just completely Demolish shrink it down. That mountain. Yeah, to get ri- completely get <laughs> yeah. rid of it. Yeah. Gosh. He left me like a little molehill. So did you think it would be that low? Like, did you think they could come down that much? I mean, that's like... No. Um, I knew to expect for something big, but I thought maybe like half or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But um, I definitely believe in supernatural things um, that God does for us. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was... I felt it. Yeah. I knew that was him. Mm -hmm. He saw your faithfulness in this and knew that he, you know, that that needed to be rewarded. Yeah. I felt so happy. I was just on top of the world cloud nine. I'm like, I'm going to live. He's saving my life. Like we can afford this. I get to start chemo. Like I wasn't by no means like excited to start chemo, but like I knew I needed to start chemo and it was starting to just get further and further away. And I'm like, I I have, I'm, I'm here. I'm ready. Chemo. This is the plan. I had already got my port placed. Um, Well, at this point too, you're now waiting a couple months since you've been told that you have cancer. Right. So when you're, you're having to deal with all this financial stuff and I'm sure in the back of your mind, you're like, I'm seriously going to die now because like, I have cancer. Yeah. Is it and growing? nothing's happening. Right. Is it growing? What's right. happening with it? We don't it? know because we're not keeping testing. We're not looking at, we're right. just waiting. We're for just chemo. waiting. Yeah. Yeah. 
I definitely had all of those thoughts and the devil loved oh, to yeah. play around with them and oh, yeah. grow them and, and turn them and into all kinds of wild over. things. Yep. And that's, that's one thing we always see is, is in those moments, the devil will remind you of the same stuff, right? The same. And when you squash it, he kind of takes it and turns it a little bit, but it's still that same lie. Right. Over and over. Like, right. You're going to yeah. die. You're not going to make it. You're not going to. And when, when he couldn't do it with, with the chemo, he did it with the finances. When the right. finance, like he just keeps that. Right. Going. And I just remember the story about him trying to do that with Jesus, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and he, and Jesus never fell for it. Mm-mm. He nope. didn't fall for it. He held strong. He, you know, was just like, no, like he knew where his answers came from. Right. right? He knew God provided. Right. And just like God is Jesus's father. He's our father. He's my father. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I was very, very just trusting. And I was like, no devil, like, Shut up. Mm-hmm. Stop. You're yeah. a liar. Mm-hmm. You yeah. tell lies and I'm not going to listen to you. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he he was smart. He was tricky in the ways he got in my cracks mm-hmm. and um, used all kinds of ways to, to scare me and to make me, you know, have fear and yeah. and uh, get distracted mm-hmm. from what I believe. And yeah. Distraction is huge. Like I said, I had already seen that victorious end. And I knew it was coming. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you got that amazing news that it was lowered like what, 150, almost $150,000. Yeah. I put it to uh, paper before it was, it was a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Gosh, that's insane. Yes. So then what happened next? Um, So I did get to start chemo. um, And that was another place that I just felt like God led me to go to chemo at Christus Santa Rosa. I had amazing chemo nurses. Mm. They just took such great care of me. And I always just had like a supernatural peace when I went to chemo. Mm. Like every day leading up to it, um, I was going to get in my car and just drive and never come back. Like I wasn't going to chemo. I had so many excuses and reasons why I wasn't going to go. But of course I always went. (laughs) And once I got there, I just, I never worried I just felt calm. I ate a lot because you get steroids, like pre-meds right before. So like I just munched and munched and ate and just like listened to worship music. Uh, My husband went with me a lot. My daughter went with me, my oldest daughter. Um, I had a couple friends that would go with me. It was just kind of like visiting time. And the great thing about going to Christus, they had these little like private rooms we could go in. And so we weren't just like cubicle. Oh, that's good. Um, which I mean, either way, it, it, you know, people make friends at yeah. chemo and stuff. Yeah. But I got to just kind of get that little secluded area where yeah. I just visited with my nurses a lot. And like I said, with my husband or my daughter or my friends that went. And I just always just had like a really calm and uneventful. Like I didn't have bad reactions, you know. That's uh, so good. I just, I did well on it. Um, everybody, you're so strong. You're so strong. Well, I don't know. I, I just am blessed. Yeah. Like the Lord protected me. He gave you strength with it. Yes. He was there with you. He gave you a peace that only he could. Right. I mean, just like a supernatural peace. But you know, also going back, like I said, um, I had to get a port placed. So I had that port placed because chemo is too like acidic. Um, You can't just have regular IVs to get some of those medications because it'll just tear up your veins. Mm -hmm. So I had to get that port placed. Um, you know, a couple months before I got to start chemo because I had to, you know, do that whole waiting game thing. But while I was getting my port placed, I also got some reflectors placed in my lymphoid tumors. So I already had a bill um, going at Christus before even my oh, chemo. Yeah. yeah. And that bill was $13,500. Oh my gosh. Wow. So we came up with 3000 to put down. So I had a balance of $10,500. And um, once I started chemo, I did get some calls from them trying to like, hey, hey, when are you going to pay? When are you going to pay? When are you going to pay? Because the $15,000, like we went that day and paid. Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame you. We were like, God, you said $15,000. It's going to be $15,000 yeah. <laughs> paid. Yeah. When um, anybody drops the bill no, that much. Nobody's changing your what you said it's going to cost. So once I was in it and all of that, I did get some calls. So finally I answered one of them and I knew I had a bill. I knew I had that bill. And um, 
hadn't paid it. I was just like, we had to pay this and I have this and that going on, you know. Chemo was a bit more important. Yeah. You already gave me this port. I'm not going to pay that just yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't working. It was finicky. That's a whole nother long story, but it was acting up and I had to go to like the dye lab and get it tested. And, oh, dang. But so I got that phone call about paying that $10,500 bill and I answered it and I said, okay. I'm going to make a payment plan. And the lady's real sweet and nice. Okay, how much do you want to pay? And I'm like, I'm going to pay $100 a month. And she's like, okay. I'm like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> um, so she took the first payment over the phone, $100, and set up my payment plan. Now, if you think about it, $10,500, it's going to take me about 10 years yeah. to pay this a bill off. Pay. Yeah. Right. Um, so I made that payment over the phone with her, $100. So now I'm down 10400 But... Shortly after that, I got a text message while I was driving and it said payment plan completed. And then I saw Krista's health on it with like a check mark. I'm driving. So I wait till I can pull over and I can give my whole focus to this text Mm -hmm. message. I'm like, I wonder what bill this is. It's probably just like a lab or something. Um, But I got this one and it said your recurring payment plan has closed. And And then there's a little link on there that you can go access your account. So I'm like, payment plan is closed, but I just made one payment. I only have one payment plan going right now. And it's for that ten thousand four hundred now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I click on it and I have a zero balance paid in full, like paid. It's done. And I'm like, wow. What? And I just call my husband. I'm like, babe, like what? And I'm wondering, like, did he pay it? Like, but not tell me, but no. He's just as shocked as I am. He's yeah. like, wow the Lord paid your bill. Like I'm saying it, like God yeah. paid my bill. And so you never found out what happened for it. You just found out it was no, paid. No, like I don't question the Lord when I have these miracles. Oh yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't question it either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow. Wow, um, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So it's just like supernatural money. Like money is of our world. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. his world. Oh yeah. It has no value to him. Yes, exactly. Um, so remember I told you I had to have some more testing done. I did the genetic testing, um, and I remember her medical assistant telling me, like, hey, if your insurance doesn't pay this or cover it, I'm like, well, I don't have insurance. She's like, okay, well, if they give you any, like, trouble with this bill, like, if it's any more than, like, $289, get with them, because people that don't have insurance, it should only be up to $289. Okay. So I remembered her saying that, so I'm like, okay, so... I'm paying attention to this bill because, you know, it's over a thousand dollars, and I'm like, oh no, I don't have money to pay that. Like I have all these other. We just paid fifteen thousand yeah, dollars, like, know. you know, yeah. for chemo. So and this is for the saliva test. Yes, the saliva test. Over a thousand dollars. But she had also done some more testing on that biopsy sample, and that was over six thousand dollars. So I had both of these bills sitting there, just kind of like one day, like I'm yeah. going to be able to pay these bills. Are they, you know, yeah. going to come to a head, and I'm going to have to address them. Yeah. Um, but right now I can't because I'm going through chemo, and <laughs> you're putting all your pennies towards chemo, right? Like, you right. Have other and life doesn't stop while yeah. you have cancer. You know, yeah. I still have children. They have lots of needs. They call you all the time for yeah. things. Yeah. Um, you you still have, have to bills. feed yourself. You, have, you yeah. have to feed them. You know. So I emailed them. I said, my doctor's office said if my insurance did not cover your test, that I shouldn't pay more than like $289 for an out-of-pocket fee. But my bill was way over 1000 I didn't actually have insurance, but only an indemnity plan um, under Pan American. Can you please help me have this lowered? I have breast cancer, and as you can imagine, it is very expensive paying out-of-pocket for doctor visits, labs, chemo, etc. And then the response that I got... I will never forget reading this email because up to this point, like when I called medical things and stuff, like they didn't really work with you. They, they didn't really know. help you. <laughs> uh, yeah. You yeah. know, it was either you paid it or it went on yeah. your credit. Yeah. Um, they want their money. Yeah. They don't ever help with that. Right. But they answered me back pretty quickly and they said, we have re- reviewed your account and it looks like we have been able to adjust both to zero. So not only did he pay my bill um that i thought well maybe i'll just pay 289 dollars versus a thousand he paid that to zero um but he paid the six thousand and forty dollar bill to zero as well i mean they told me we adjusted your bills both of them to zero that's insane that doesn't happen i know apart from god i know 
I, not that's, half off, not a discount, not a pay. Especially with insurance agency. I know. Yeah. Or with medical bills and stuff like that. That doesn't happen. Yeah. And obviously these tests were important. They were yeah. going to tell us how we needed to best fight my cancer yeah. and right. things like that. Um, and I'm, I'm sure they answer that for tons of people going through cancer and things like that. But I never expected them to lower my bill no. to zero. I wasn't even asking you were, that. Yeah, you weren't even <laughs> asking for it. It just happens. Yes. Wow. And only through God. Only through God. God is so good. Oh my gosh. So that's, what do we say? Three bills now. Yes. You're, you're 167000 down to fifteen. Your $10,000 bill reduced down to well, $100 that you paid. Yeah. And now another sixty. Two bills. Almost seven thousand dollars yeah. down to nothing. Yeah, dang. There, oh, yeah, no. that's not coincidence. Wow. No, no, not at all. No, no. Um, like when I would say it or quote it, I'm like, it's like magic. But I, we know it's not oh, magic. It's not yeah. God, yeah. it's yeah. supernatural. Absolutely. It's he paid those bills because he can pay every yeah. bill. Like he is just able to because yeah. money. That's is not important. Not to him. anything to him, right? Yeah. Well, right. you're his daughter, who he loves who was like, yes, you went through hard times with that and you went through like listening to the enemy here and there, but you were obedient, you trusted him and you kept drawing closer and closer and closer to him. Right. You know? yeah. And he just showed you that he, he's got you just like you believe the whole time that he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's incredible. Oh, I love that. Um, but back to your cancer though, mm-hmm. uh, you were going through chemo. Yes. So what happened after that? I finished chemo. I finished all 16 rounds. I finished that in January of 2023. Okay. Um, it shrank my breast tumor um, a pretty good size and it got rid of my lymph node tumors. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. So then the next stage is plan for surgery. But you have to wait so long after chemo because obviously my immune system is weak. Your um, body my just, numbers yeah. are down. What did you decide on for surgery? I had a double mastectomy. Um, you I decided just, you wanted to be aggressive. I wanted to be aggressive. Yeah. I didn't want to have to deal with that yeah. anymore. Yeah. And at this point, I was able to sign up um, to have health insurance. Oh, wow. So um, going into surgery, I had health insurance. Um, I was going to have the double mastectomy. With immediate reconstruction, I was going to have a deep flap. So that's just where they take your belly tissue and yeah. they reconstruct breasts for you. Wow. It was going to be a two-part uh, phase. So I had the first surgery in February of 2023. And I had to have a few months of healing uh, where I didn't work. Um, mind you, like all during chemo and everything else, I worked as a nurse on the floor. <laughs> well, and two, where did they have you working through all of this? It wasn't only just a regular nurse. You were also a specific I was the type. COVID nurse. Gosh. And they had you working that yes. the whole time you... All through my chemo. Yeah. And that's God so protected me the entire time. Yeah. Um, I never got sick. I never got covid I've never had COVID, but uh, he protected me that whole time. Um, you know, I never got sick. My husband got it twice. Wow. Sometimes my oncologist would be like, where do they have you working now? I'm like, COVID hall. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh and she'd wow. be like, um. <laughs> I feel like God does those types of things for his glory as well. Though, right. Because it's just makes your testimony so much stronger that like yeah. you were going through all of this with cancer, yeah. with chemo, working with COVID patients yes. in a home with a husband that had COVID twice during this whole thing and you never got never it. Never got it. Never he got just it. protected you. He right. knew exactly Gosh. what you needed and he knew that your body wouldn't be able to handle it and he just covered you. Right, he, he did. completely yeah. covered you in that protection. Yes, it's amazing. for sure. I am just amazed by it. I, I, right at the time, I didn't really piece it together or put it together, but you know, as everything played out and time went on, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, thank you so much, God. Like I could have gotten so sick. I could have been delayed in chemo. Um, If I had gotten COVID, I could have had to wait a couple more weeks to get those next round. There were so many things that, right. Um, Yeah. So you got your first surgery, you got a double double mastectomy. Yes. Okay. And then what happened? Um, Of course, they uh, have to send all those test results off um, and you don't get the word right away if they got all the cancer. And I had to find a new surgeon because my insurance, Dr. Thompson's office didn't take it. And they're out of network price. I had paid so much for chemo. I just couldn't afford to pay out of network prices. But I got led to San Antonio. I got a new doctor and uh, she was awesome. Um, 
she uh, told me at my post-op visit like a week later, um, clear margins. They had got all the cancers. Yes. Um, amen. Yes. Amen. Yeah. That was, I was like, again, best news yeah. ever. I didn't yeah. know who to share it with, how to share it, where to share it. Like, I was like, everybody needs to know this. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just so thankful. Just, I mean, on my bad days, just prayed to God thanked him for everything else but on my great days just like I'm not just going to come to you on my bad days God like yeah. this is all you yeah. and I'm going to give you all the praise and all yeah. the glory and I'm not going to let anybody not know that I know this is all you that's so amazing and um, I think we sometimes forget that because like when we're in the thick of it it's so easy for us to go to God and just plead with him and beg with him but when life's going great and he's delivered us from all this horrible stuff we forget, like, I still, you're still my father. Still. You still love me. I still love you. I still need you in my life. And I just want to thank you. And thank you for loving me. And I love you, you know. And it's right. like, um, we forget that we have to go to him in the good and in the bad and in the good. And the good. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I mean, we have to think about it this way too. Like, how much would we do for our children? How far would we go? Yeah. How how much would we give up? Yeah. Like, what would we sacrifice for them? He's going to do all of that for us. We are his More. children. Yeah. And he cares for us and he loves us and he wants the very best for us. And all yeah. we have to do is obey and believe. Yep. Uh. And I mean, on, honestly, like I have never felt joy like I have. I mean, I know cancer was hard and there was a lot of negative about it, but I can't tell you that there wasn't a whole lot of positive and all whole lot of good that came from it as well yeah absolutely like somebody is going to resonate with this somebody's going to say i was in that same spot or i was rescued just like lindy was and even if it has nothing to do with cancer or finances right. like um i i had a hard day today <laughs> and nothing even close to what you were going through you know but i just felt just like so frustrated like god where are you i don't feel you i i like where are you you know i've been so faithful i've been so obedient and this and that and i don't feel you and like the lord knew that everything you're saying right now is exactly what i needed to hear right because he is so good so good he's so faithful and just because I don't see what he's doing right now. Doesn't mean that he's not working because he it is out for our good. Yeah. So this is going to resonate with anybody that's going through anything. Yes. No matter what yeah. it is, how no even if you think it's so small, so small. Mine might be cancer. Yours might be something that you don't think is as big as cancer, but to you, it is big. It's so big. It yeah. is important. Yeah. And it is yours, and you can give it to him, and he is going to take care of it. For you, yeah. and like I said, I trust him with my life for sure now. Like he saved my life, I yeah. can trust him with anything. But whatever you are going through, um, whatever it is, uh, whether it's a divorce or a relationship, um, a broken relationship, a broken friendship, um, finances that don't have anything to do with medical, but yeah. like maybe you're having a hard time paying your rent. Um, and you're struggling like month after month ever since I gave my life to God, I don't worry that I'm not going to have a place to live, He's gonna that I'm not going to be able to pay my mortgage or my rent yeah. or my bills. Um, sometimes it's still a struggle. It's still hard. Oh, yeah. It's not always just boom, just yeah. magic money, you yeah. know, but it's always there and yeah. it always comes. Um, so whatever it is that you might be having a hard time with or struggling with, I promise you can pray to him yeah. and you can give it to him and he's going to be way better at dealing with it than any of us can with our flesh. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And yeah. I was even talking to Kenny today and I just said, you know, it's okay to be angry. He knows he can take it, you know, and, and 
He wants you to come to him with that. Yeah, Yeah. you can have those moments of just, I don't know where you're at. What are you doing? What is going on? I definitely did. I had those moments. I had those angry moments with my husband. He was my closest person, the person I love, like right there next to me. And I took a lot of it out on him. And I did. I gave some of it to God too. I I told him some things, you know, Um, (laughs) and he took it and he still showed up no matter what. Like, like I said, like he's our father. Like, do you think, having cancer and what y'all had to go through with that whole journey, do you think that changed your relationship with your kids and your husband at all? Oh, definitely. Um, my kids, I think, um, I mean, we can just joke and laugh and talk about things. Um, things aren't as serious sometimes. Like they let things go a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, for my husband, like I said, there were times, that, you know, you take things out on the people that you love the most, yeah. And people don't always meet your expectations. We're not all the same. Mm-hmm. Like things that I would do that I just know would just be so natural and that I would do, like that's not who he is. That's not him. Yeah. Um, but he took great care of me. Um, but our our relationship, yeah. I mean, I trust him a lot more um, with caring for me as time went on yeah um because that first surgery like I couldn't even move like I couldn't do much but that's so incredible because when you found out you had cancer you're only married for a year and the enemy is like he's gonna leave you because he didn't sign up for this right blah 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 but it just like all I'm sure brought y'all closer and made your relationship so much stronger having gone through this right because remember the enemy told me he was gonna leave me we hadn't been married long enough he didn't love me enough. He was going to cheat on me because I wasn't going to have breasts. I wasn't going to have hair. I wasn't going to yeah. be beautiful. He was going to leave me because um, why would he want to deal with a woman that looks so different than what he yeah. met? And um, now she's sick and all these bills and uh, maybe can't work. And um, depending on him for, you know, financially, uh, emotionally, uh, <laughs> just yeah. physically, yeah. all of it. And then, I mean, like, let me just go be with a healthier woman that, yeah. you know, can just get up and go and like, mm-hmm. you know, all of these different scenarios that the devil yep. wanted to shout out in my head over and over. But no, like, I mean, don't let me, let me say that it never stayed there for a little while, but now at the end, uh, I, I know none of that was true. Yeah. yeah. And it, like we said, when we met, God knew that you needed him I did. before all of this. He knew yeah. that you guys needed to meet and get together and have that before you went through all this. Cause right. otherwise you could have had to have fought this all alone and all alone, you know? And I, I mean, don't get me wrong. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. And God's always going to figure out a way to get you through it. But yeah. he gave me him to support me and yeah. love me. Just a little relief. Yeah, yeah. A little relief. And, um, he saved me and like he moved mountains to save me. Yeah. Um, in all kinds of different ways in my life. And like, yeah, he went before me and he worked it all out for my good. Yeah. And he, he did it in such a grand way that you knew it was no, there was no other explanation. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't just like, Oh, where did that $20 go? Or, Oh, my hundred dollar bill went to, you know, zero. I mean, he did big, magnificent things so that you knew Mm -hmm. 100% this is me and I'm taking care of you. Yeah. I think that my testimony is part of, making my cancer matter. Like I can reach people that maybe are lost and lonely and sad and scared that maybe just got the same diagnosis and I yeah. don't have that hope yet. Yeah. You know, yeah. they are scared. Like I was in the beginning, I'm going to die. Like this is how I'm going to die. Um, and like, maybe this is my purpose. Maybe this yeah. is what I was supposed to do with that to yeah. make my cancer matter. Like if yeah. I can bring you to find the Lord Yep. During this time, like, or have you draw to him? Promise mm-hmm. you, like, he's going to protect you and comfort you. It's going to be a lot harder if you try to do it apart from him, right? Yep. Yeah, oh my gosh. Well, we so appreciate you being here with us and sharing yes. your testimony. I mean. I have no doubt that that's going to really touch some people's hearts, and like, I, we always say, our prayer is always that this will bring somebody closer to Jesus or it'll bring somebody to Jesus. Right. And um, this is one of those testimonies that will. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt that this will resonate with so. a lot of people. Yeah. All right. 
All right, guys. Well, as always, if you have any questions for Lindy or if you have any questions for us, please um, DM us or email us and we'd be happy to answer those questions for you. Yeah, absolutely. As always, thanks for joining us and we'll see you again next week. (laughs) 